Take a break from your busy schedule and join Harold Sala for Guidelines for Living. When William McKay left for college, his mother gave him a Bible. On the front page of the Bible, she did an inscription. To WP, as he preferred to be called, from your mother, and wrote the date. But WP wasn't even slightly interested in this book which his mother had given to him. You see, he didn't share her faith. He was young and life was exciting. Henrietta Mears, a godly woman who spent most of her life working with college young people, used to say that someone doesn't go away to school and lose his faith. She believed that he had no faith to bring with him. And perhaps that was the case when W.P. McKay went to school. Though he had grown up in a Christian home, he soon began to think of himself as an atheist and had no room for God in his life. W.P. McKay became the first president of the Atheistic Society in Canada. Later in his life, he talked about those early years with remorse, saying there was nothing too sinful for him to do. Eventually, he became a doctor. One day, W.P. was in the emergency room when a young man was brought in whose body was badly crushed and broken, the result of a serious fall. The lad was still conscious as he asked what his chances were of pulling through. Dr. McKay told him, Young man, you don't have more than two hours to live. Calmly, the young man replied, That's all right, Doc, I'm ready, and a smile creased his face. Though he had seen a lot of suffering and death in the world, Dr. McKay was touched by the pathos of the situation. Is there anything I can do for you, the doctor asked. Yes, he said. In my pants pocket is my paycheck. I I wish you'd send it to my landlady. I owe her two weeks' rent. And when you send it, would you ask her to send the book? What book? asked the doctor. Oh, she'll know, he said. Just ask her to send the book. Dr. McKay dispatched an aide from the hospital and began his rounds of patients. But during the day, he couldn't quite get this young man out of his thoughts. And at the end of the day, he did something he had never done before. He went back to emergency to find out what had been the fate of the young man. Inquiring of the nurse, who was just coming out of his room, he asked about the boy's condition. The nurse explained he had just died. Did the aide bring the book he asked for? Yes, she said, it's still under his pillow. And Dr. McKay walked into the room and reached beneath the pillow. There was an old Bible, and McKay opened it slowly. And on the first page was the inscription, To W.P. from your mother, and the date. He immediately recognized the handwriting. It was his mother's. It was the very Bible she had given to him when he went away to the university. McKay had pawned the book years before. He took the Bible, went to the doctor's lounge, locked the door, and got down on his knees and begged God for mercy and forgiveness. Dr. McKay eventually became a Christian apologist, a writer. He is the author of the book Grace and Truth, one of the finest books in print on the subject. That book, which he had abandoned many years before, changed the life of the man who had turned his back on God But God had never turned his back on him. Friend, that book can change your life as well. It has changed the lives of more people than all the books of the world put together. Do you know what it's about? It holds the key to heaven's door. Long ago, Scripture said the grass withers, the flower fades. 
but the word of our God shall endure forever. It will give you light and guidance and change your life just as it did an atheist by the name of William McKay. You've just heard Guidelines for Living. For more practical and inspirational messages, visit guidelines.org. If you find our devotionals helpful and would like to share them with others, consider supporting our ministry with a donation. Again, that's guidelines.org. Thanks for listening to Guidelines for Living.